0: Welcome to the Global Digital Banker. My name is Adele Grislaff, and for this week's episode, I catch up with George Chesikov, Head of New Ecosystem Products and CEO for Tinkoff Mobile for Tinkoff Bank in Russia. Today, we're discussing the Tinkoff Bank success story and how they went from humble beginnings as a direct mail credit card company, all the way to becoming the world's largest fully online bank by customer base. George, thanks for joining me.
1: Well, thank you for inviting
0: me. So first of all, I just wanted to say, Tinkoff has just been named the biggest independent global direct banking enterprise in the world with over 7 million retail clients. Congratulations, that's a pretty exciting achievement.
1: Well, thank you very much. And actually now it's 8 million.
0: Oh, wow. And yes,
1: we are fully digital, branchless, and started from humble beginnings as a credit card company doing mm. direct mail. We assembled as a team and by like, Tinkoff, our founder and chairman in 2006, launched in May 2007, doing credit cards through mail, much like Capital One, adapted for Russia. But since then, we developed full-fledged presence in many sectors of um, financial services. So starting as a credit card company, serving our customers all across Russia without a branch is difficult, Mm -hmm. so we needed to serve clients well through call center. At the time, we didn't have a digital presence. So in order to do this, we had to simplify our processes, teach our call center staff how to solve problems on their own, develop mechanism to listen to our customers' feedback so that we could improve the products and make them really simple and understandable. And that's how our focus on customer experience has emerged. Second, we were a direct mail company. That meant that we needed to experiment a lot To find winning combinations of product features packaging etc etc so we became very analytical from day one so when the internet age started we actually were fully ready to launch we had all the numerical capabilities developed for direct mail to be applied to internet acquisition Mm -hmm. and uh, the missing piece was technology and we of course, as a typical bank, we started with buying technology, but over the time we learned how to build our own technology because it was faster, cheaper and uh, more modern. So at that time, we didn't have any retail funding, we were a retail lender, but no retail funds. Mm-hmm. And it was a crisis time, no institutional funds available, so we decided to launch deposits How do we deposit without branches? How we had to solve this problem, online acquisition of deposits, product design. The customer needed to know that they can get their money back at any time, at any place, which meant a very good card with the ability to withdraw money at any ATM at zero cost. So we did this and then customer loved the product and actually they loved the card piece much more than the deposit piece. Oh,
0: interesting!
1: So the card, think of black as a debit card with a lot of functionality, cashback, interest, etc., mm-hmm. took a life of its own, and now it's a flagship product of ours. And once people started applying for debit cards, they needed payments, they needed a lot of uh, the PFM, etc. So we started to build this, all these tools, first online and then through a mobile app, mm-hmm. and that's how a digital universe started okay. to emerge. And once we had both lending and debit card, current account products, suddenly you understand that you can do a lot more with those. For example, you can do investments. Because for investments, you need a place where you can put your money, take your money back. Mm-hmm. So we started an insurance company because all our customers needed some kind of insurance. And we started to develop in the ecosystem of connected and highly integrated products. So, to put the long story first, from day one we were obsessed with customer being happy and that meant great product design and great process design and second were numerical from day one and those, those two capabilities along with later acquired tech capability, that's the winning ingredients to create a digital bank, plus the culture, but culture is very complex story on its own.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a massive conversational piece these days in banking and fintech and driving culture and digital change within the organization. So when you said you started off in credit cards and you launched other products from there, uh, you mentioned investments, insurance, was that customer driven or was that something you saw a gap in the market? Um, Because this would have been quite early times for these sorts of Marketplace offerings, I would
1: imagine? Well, I think uh, it's both. So, for new product launches, we try to find a gap in the market that we believe we can fill. But once we launch the product, we constantly fiddle with it. Obviously, no product is uh, successful or uh, ideal from day one. Mm-hmm. So, we need to tweak it fast. We have a favorite tolerant culture. People do fail often, but they're forgiven because without failing, you cannot create something that works. So we experiment a lot and listen to customer feedback to improve our product design.
0: Great. And at LendUp Fintech Europe, you were talking about marketplaces and their role in the future of banking. You mentioned it's ecosystems rather than marketplaces that will be the future of banking. So what did you mean by this? And what are the considerations that you think about when you're bringing
1: new partners on board to your platform? Well, honestly, our experience shows that marketplace is where you have a shelf, and you fill it with somebody else's products, mm-hmm. In many situations, the shelf is more important than the product. For example, in our online mortgage broker, what matters is the experience from your decision to buy an apartment, financed by mortgage, to the actual signing of a mortgage. This what matters, mm-hmm. not the mortgage itself. Yeah, the mortgage it's is a commodity, it's just you pay down it over 20 years and uh, that's it. But the process, which is actually a shelf, mm-hmm. that matters most. So we did a lot of process innovation here and our customers, they need to come to an office only once to finally sign the mortgage and the apartment acquisition documents before that, it's fully digital, fully online. To, to make this process work, we worked with mortgage banks, with the real estate developers, with uh, title insurance companies, with uh, assessment companies, and we brought them all together in one simple process that customers mm-hmm. love. In this situation, the shelf is more important, the products are commoditized, it's a marketplace. Mm-hmm. But in another situation, the product which actually is not a product, it's a relationship, Is more important. For example, debit card or digital banking, lifestyle banking that we build, Mm. is a complex relationship. You cannot have a marketplace for relationships. So in this situation, where the product is more important, we tend to build the products ourselves because we believe that we can do the, the customer experience much better
0: yeah. And then that's gonna drive stickiness of your customers to then perhaps consider other products that you that you have yeah, in your
1: ecosystem. People love the way we make our products. Life is much simpler yeah. because of our products.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of talk around that, easing the customer what they're actually doing, making it as simple as possible, especially, you know, with the younger generation where they want instant gratification, they don't want lengthy processes or have to wait five business days for a car to arrive or these sorts of things. It is really that customer-centric offering, which it seems that that's exactly your proposition. We always talk about trust when it comes to banks and fintechs, and you know, there's always conversations about banks have more trust, they've been around longer, they're bigger, they have more you know, cash in the bank, that sort of thing. When you launched your online proposition, how did you build trust for acquisition? And then now that you have had such uh, amazing growth and have all of these customers on board, how do you offer the right customer support model from a digital-only approach?
1: So with trust, I think there are three elements. First is trust in the regulator. So the big banks, people don't trust necessarily the banks themselves, trust rather mm-hmm. the regulator did a good job, and if yeah. these banks have a license, then you can put money there, especially if that's, uh, yeah, the deposit is insured. So we have a license. Mm-hmm. So. The answer to this is simple. You get a license, you get part of this trust. Yes. Second is trust that your money is safe with a bigger bank because they've been long on the market. Well, we start with people who are willing to go to us. Mm-hmm. We're convinced by us that they can have their money safe. So we're very simple, low risk. When people see an institution which can listen to their particular problem, address their problem, and solve their problem, as opposed to a typical situation we have to go to branch so the trust is built through service how did we build trust initially well of course we had a, a bit higher rates on our deposits so that people would be attracted mm-hmm. we could pay these rates because we're doing lending yeah. so we, we didn't do it and, and suffer losses we're profitable but we could subsidize the deposits uh, so that people learn about us but then when it come. They see the level of service, they see the ease of use, they see our interfaces. Mm -hmm. They start talking to their family, friends. Eighty percent of our Tinkoff Black is acquired through word of mouth, not through paid advertisement. So that's the power of trust and the brand that you build over the time. It takes years. Of course, it's not day one, Mm -hmm. but it's possible. It's doable. You start with a target audience and then you expand.
0: Yeah, and I mean Tinkoff Bank is a perfect example of that. You started as a challenger bank. Now yeah. you're the largest bank in that space in the world, so
1: it's yeah, and a formula there, that works. And Part of the answer is that we do focus on customer service, and it's not a slogan. It's mm-hmm. actually a top priority. I occasionally receive emails from Oleg with some customer comments somewhere on the web, mm-hmm. so which means he reads comments, he cares about the comments, and wants all the uh, glitches to be uh, moved over. It's very difficult to build great customer service at scale for very complicated financial products that we offer our customers. But it's doable if you invest a lot of time and effort and brain into this. And we do because that's our key competitive advantage.
0: Wonderful. And speaking about innovation, there's a lot of innovation going on at the bank at the moment. And you touched on earlier about your digital mortgage application. Also, there was the launch of Tinkoff Jr., So how's that building financial literacy amongst children and teenagers?
1: Obviously, it helps young people to learn financial literacy by doing stuff, Mm. rather than by listening It's in the classroom or observing somebody else doing it. Adolescents and and children, are actually financially active. They've got money from their parents. Mm. What we provide is a great way for them to keep this money, achieve some financial goals from very early age. I think that helps people grow financially independent and financially responsible in the future.
0: It's really interesting stuff. George, thank you so much for your time and really excited to see more of what's coming out of Tinkoff Bank.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For more content on the podcast, head to GlobalDigitalBanker.com. For updates on upcoming episodes, check us out on Twitter at gdbpodcast or on LinkedIn under RFI Group. If you're interested in being a part of the show or would like to let us know what you think of this episode, email us at gdbpodcast at rfigroup.com.